The Bank of England hints that a rate rise may be sooner rather than later, but Standard & Poor's feels British business have not yet fully recovered and that a rate hike may be premature. On today's show, we'll talk about the UK economy and Brexit with our guest, Dr. Victor Chukwumeka of the Organization for Industry and Economic Research. Welcome to the IRP Journal Podcast, where independent research providers discuss their views on asset allocations, capital markets, fundamentals, technicals, and the macro economy with your host, Steve Edge. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Edge. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Victor Chuwemeka. hope I said that correctly. He's the founder of the Organization for Industry and Economic Research. Based in the UK, they provide macro research for asset managers, economic white papers, and offer behavioral economics and data analytics. Welcome, Victor, and thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Steve. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, I read over your report entitled The Long-Term Economic Impact of Persistently Low Exchange Rates. It gives a macro overview on quantitating, quantitative easing on Bre- and Brexit. So what was the impetus for writing this report? Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for your question. Uh, yes, the impetus for this report stems from a previous structural shock with which we're all too familiar. And that is the financial crisis, which you know has resulted in persistently low exchange rates uh, for the UK. Now, this is not to say that the exchange rate will experience anywhere near the same level as long, of longevity, seven years at half a percent and a year or so at uh, 0.25%. So since that time, we've seen a recession, a double the recession, a very low GDP wage growth in the UK. Uh, Brexit has suffered a similar fate to a key economic stabilizer, and that's the exchange rates, which should act as an absorber of economic shocks in the same way as interest rates. But it has actually become a shock in itself. Therefore, with Brexit providing a similar fate, and that is the persistency of a low value of exchange rate at sterling, vis-a-vis dollar and the euro particularly, the task is to establish if this is likely to bring about the similar economic consequences as in the post-financial crisis era for the UK, especially as the eurozone seems to be recovering in many areas. Yes, the global financial crisis seems to be the head cold we just cannot shake. Um, Why do you feel that the low value of sterling will persist in the long term? Uh, Well, my view is not that the exchange rate will persist in in the long term. This report was written in an attempt to provide warning signs as to what may happen if the exchange rate becomes a persistent source of shocks, and that is that it remains low for the foreseeable. Um, If the Brexit negotiations continue in the same way as they are currently, investors will lose confidence in sterling, and I'm afraid that sterling will continue to fall, possibly even lower than the lowest value since Brexit. If we have positive feedback from Brussels and number 10, then sterling will gain, but businesses and the economy will need to have absolute clarity on Brexit and actually what lies ahead. I see. So do you see the exchange rate problem being a serious issue for the economy? I mean, won't won't it make UK goods cheaper for export and thus support the economy? Yes, UK goods in the shorter term will become cheaper, but the problem lies from the perspective that asks the question, how long can UK businesses who already have adopted the typical uncertainty wait and see policy, who have also halted much of their investments for the long term, how long can they actually continue to absorb the higher import costs at the expense of profit margins? Business behaviour under these circumstances, yes, it's, it's understandable. However, under usual circumstances, the exchange rate equilibrates, and that is market forces of supply and demand dictate its fate. In layman's terms, what goes up comes down, but here, what has gone up stays up, and therefore other economic indicators will need to play a part in the adjustment 
in adjusting the economy back to equilibrium. I'm afraid, and usually more, it is usually more expensive than a liberated exchange rate forced into its fate by a structural and almost permanent shock like Brexit. I see, I see. Well, before we continue, I'd like to just pause here and ask a trivia question, which I will answer at the end of the podcast. On what date did the Bank of England cut interest rates to a record low of 0.25%? Stay tuned for the answer. Well, now, Victor, your report talks about the impulse response function in your research. Can you explain exactly what that is and how it would apply? Yes, an interesting question. Yes, impulse response functions are statistical techniques which measure the length and magnitudes of an economic shock. That is, its impact on the economy and the duration, which is the length of time it takes before the effects of the shocks actually die out. This is not necessarily used for forecasting, but it is a strong indicator of what should happen given a set of circumstances. For example, if we want to know what happened to GDP after, let's say, an exchange rate shock, uh, we we can say a sudden depreciation, for example, we can measure the impact of the shock. So simply speaking, how long does it impact the economy and how and 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 what is the um, you know how how long does it take for the, that actual shock to die out? And you you use this impulse response function in, in much of your analytics and uh, assessment. I I do because it does explain um, I, it doesn't as I say it doesn't it's not really useful forecasting but it does explain an awful lot. We can we can look at the magnitudes, we can look at the impact, and uh, how long does it take for that shock to die out? So. After Brexit, we see that um, GDP went, went, you know, it, it appreciated for a little bit and then growth rates have actually dropped. So it's a very good indicator to look at the short term and, and also the longer term. OK, understood. Um, your, your research highlights the UK wage issue. I mean, this is tied into Brexit as a main theme. How do you see this playing out as far as the UK economy is concerned and how long term is this long term problem? Yes, the UK wage problem, it's a massive, it's a very big issue and it has been since the financial crisis. Now, let's be honest, the politicians may talk about a strong economy, but we can't really get excited about quarterly growth rates under 0.5%, can we? And, and they are declining. If growth is sluggish, then you know, wages will be too. Again, Brexit has brought about a wait and see policy with businesses unwilling to engage in investments as they would as if, if uh, growth was strong. So without becoming too political, if Brexit creates an environment where the freedom of movement by EU workers is curtailed, then I'm afraid we will see a major skills shortage, low productivity, less profits and a slower economy. You know, Brexit is going to be a long, drawn out adventure and it will take time to adjust to the new laws, new trade deals, the new handshakes with new partners in many cases. And it will take a while for us to find our feet. And this is after the negotiations have actually finished. Let's not forget that there's a structural global inflation issue which is becoming more pronounced as spare capacity recedes, and many investors are currently overlooking this in their calculations. This inflation problem will impact as people look forward to up to, say, 10 years ahead, and this, of course, has major impact on wage growth. All right, very, very interesting uh, indeed. But uh, I was looking in, in your research a little further, and it seems that uh, the macro rather than the industry or sector-specific research um, is is more important. Why is that? Yes, I'm I'm a, I'm a macro person through and through, Steve. I, I did a doctoral thesis on the European Union, and it's, it's it's purely macro driven. And I believe that the macro world is a main and significant driver of all else. Granular granular analysis is great and excites certain people, but I see the macro world affecting absolutely everything. 
Oh, okay. I, well, I see the Bank of England is um, um, talking or hinting at possibly raising in November, and, and S and P just came out with a, a warning saying saying that doesn't make sense. Um, what do you think on the uh, interest rates? Is it time to to start looking at raising, or should we stay here for a while? No, I, I don't believe that raising interest rates is, is going to um, do any good for the UK economy. I, I think that we we have uh, low rates, and the rates need to stay low as as, as long as as long as we possibly can. Now, wage growth, as we've seen, is. Uh, it's not particularly great. We need to get people spending more. And I think if you put interest rates up to uh, 0.5, 0.75% or wherever they are to curtail inflation, that's um, going to have an impact on, 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 on the high streets. It's going to have an impact everywhere else. Um, it's important that we, we, keep them, we keep the rates as low as possible uh, for now. Um, so, th- yeah, that's, that's my view on it. Uh, I don't really see any, any real reason. And we also have to remember that uh, inflation hasn't actually been driven by high street demand. Inflation has been driven by cost, pu- cost push factors. We just had a hurricane in, 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 the, in the US. We just had, um, you know, all these kind of events go through the summer and that's um, increased oil prices. And the oil prices have uh, pushed up inflation. It's been the main driver of inflation. So as long as it's not demand led, then I think that... Um, you know, interest rates need to stay where they are for, for, for now. All right. Thanks for your time today, Victor. Um, that's all the time we have. Sure. Great. Great. Th- thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been great. Um, that was Victor Chukwameka of the Organization for Industry and Economic Research. His report is featured in the latest issue of the IRP Journal, which is free to download for qualified buy side. Please do visit our site, irpjournal.com, to register today. Before we get to the trivia answer, I would like to ask our listeners if they could take a minute to provide some feedback and rate our podcast. This is invaluable on how we'll shape the podcast in the future. And of course, if your colleagues might be interested to hear this podcast, please do pass it along. So we asked earlier on what date did the Bank of England cut interest rates to a record low of 0.25%? The answer was on the 4th of August, 2016. It was the first cut in interest rates since 2009. Well, that's our show for this week. Again, please provide some feedback and rate our show. Let your colleagues know if you think our podcast is worthwhile. And don't forget to register at our website, irpjournal.com, to get the latest free issue of the IRP Journal for qualified buy sides. Have a great day, and I hope all your trades outperform.